0: This is a WKYT podcast.
1: Hello, everybody. Friday afternoon means one thing on Facebook Live. Brian Milam and Lee K. Howard. We have got a power-packed weekend of sports. We have everything you need. We've got basketball. We've got volleyball. We've got football. (laughs) Unfortunately, we don't have any baseball, but that's beside the point. But um, a a huge week last night. Big news for the football Wildcats. Joey Gatewood comes to kentucky and you know we've heard for the last six weeks or so kentucky is in the running could Mm -hmm. be a possibility but man when you're getting cam newton like um, comparisons coming out of high school that's not normal
0: well it kind of tells you brian where the kentucky football program is at this Mm -hmm. point where former auburn quarterback would consider the kentucky wildcats as a possible landing spot as a transfer I mean and and you know he is a special talent I I wonder how that's going to work out as far as next year how everything Mm -hmm. shakes out but you've got to I mean you can't deny a guy of that talent if he wants to come to your school and you hear coaches talk about that all the time whether it be transfers or new incoming freshmen Mm -hmm. you've got to continue to recruit the best athletes regardless of who you have in place already and let them figure that out. So yeah, that's that was huge news for the Wildcats.
1: Stand 6'5, 230 plus pounds. So he's an imposing figure. And as I mentioned, you know, Cam Newton led Auburn to a national championship. He has that same type of stature. So it's easy to make that comparison, especially with him going to Auburn. Mm-hmm. He comes here now. Will he be eligible? What will be the parameters of his transferring? Because as we've seen now, Terry Wilson, Um, is going to take a while to recuperate from from his injury. You have Bo Allen coming in, who's a complete opposite style quarterback. You've got Sawyer Smith, who has been banged up, who when he is on can be productive. So you've got a motley mix of athleticism and different styles of quarterback.
0: And, And I think Mark Stoops, and he has said this, but I think one of the things that he learned and the coaching staff learned this year is you can never be too deep in that quarterback position. That quarterback room, although usually one of them, and hopefully for most teams, only one of them plays all season long, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't have a stack of them in that room to help you out. Now, what's happened now in modern college football is you've got to convince the second and third and fourth string guys to stay with the program because that's become, as you see with, with this guy, Gatewood, That's become kind of the thing. If I'm not going to play at the quarterback position, I'm going to go find somewhere else to play. And that can be a whole nother discussion for another day. I I see that that side of it some, but at the same time, point being, you've got to keep several guys uh, in that room so that if one of them goes down with an injury, another guy can step right in. Especially
1: when you are a dual threat position. And Mm -hmm. if you're a drop back quarterback, let's say, like Tim couch because Gatewood is being compared to couch. In this instance, only he's the highest rated player quarterback to come to Kentucky since Tim couch. So there's that element to it, but you don't see passing quarterbacks unless they get sacked, blindsided, go down too often. But as the dual threat, that threat is there of an injury and just with running backs, offensive linemen. You are literally in football one play away from being thrust into the mix. So. Uh, A a huge get for the Wildcats, and if he is eligible to play next year, you've got Terry and you've got Gatewood. Um, Man, that's a heck of a
0: duo. It really is, and of course, this year you've had Lynn, and what Lynn did last week against Louisville was unbelievable, what he was able to do. And now the Cats are just about to find out that bowl destination.
1: Exactly, and that's the other part of sunday when we figure out who's winning all of these conference championship games we will know where the wildcats will be heading for their bowl game there has been a massive amount of speculation mm-hmm. yes it's going to be the belk bowl it's going to be music city it's going to be here it's going to be in florida and i think if you liked uh, if you liked what happened last year in the citrus bowl and you enjoyed going to the tax layer bowl i have a hunch a great hunch. You're going to be going back to See, Florida unless something really right. weird I happens think, during the championship game.
0: I think there's the best ca- the best scenario that will probably happen is the Gator Bowl. I think that's the most likely scenario, the Gator Bowl in Jacksonville. Yeah. But I think the next best is probably Charlotte. I think the Belk Bowl is a real possibility. I don't think that they're going to end up at that, at the uh, at the Tampa game. Which one is that? Is it Tax yes. Slayer? uh, I don't think Kentucky ends up in the Outback. I don't think that happens. I think it's the Gator Bowl or the Belk Bowl and the Music City Bowl as a a long shot. I think that's kind of where they are right now. And and like you said, it does depend a little bit about about these conference championship games. If there are some upsets, well, then, of course, that drops some of the other. Like if Wisconsin beats Ohio State, for instance, Mm -hmm. tomorrow night uh you know then that might drop some teams down and push Kentucky down to the Belk Bowl for instance right. to, in Charlotte. So this is a very important weekend for the Wildcats.
1: I think Kentucky would love to see Georgia knock off LSU because that would keep Georgia in the final four mix. LSU's right. not going to go anywhere unless right. they get complete 75 nothing or something weird kind of like when Wisconsin lost to Ohio State a few years ago 50 to nothing and Ohio State went from like number 8 to number 4 and and got into the mix. But if LSU beats Georgia, that puts Georgia out of the top four, puts them back in to the to the big uh, to the mix. It, yep. to the big bowl mixer. and so that could and would push UK down a notch. Let's talk basketball for a second. Kentucky uh, plays fairly Dickinson tomorrow. The big news though yesterday, the cats will play in London, England against the <laughs> Michigan Wolverines. That is next season. Part of a three-year contract, and this is a big deal. Yeah, I, mean, I thought it was Laurel County. Yeah, you well. were talking about the
0: other London. <laughs> that's that's not the one you were talking no, about. No, we're not going to okay. play
1: this one at South or North Laurel. Okay. And- uh, anything like that but if if they did that still would be kind of <laughs> cool um but going to london england to play i mean yeah. kentucky has played in mexico they played in the bahamas played in canada a couple of uh, what seven or eight years ago in preseason play but this is something totally off the chart
0: you know john calipari has always said he's trying to be a step ahead of everybody else and they want to do things first and yeah, I know this is not the first time that that a team has gone overseas to to right. play a game, but it's very uh, it's very uh, unique in in a mm-hmm. way. So yeah, what a neat opportunity to, uh, and I don't know how well that's going to be attended. There will be a, a group of fans that make their way <laughs> over there. I think also this is important. I think Cal's thinking this way every time he makes some sort of big thing like this he's thinking as UK as a as a worldwide brand no doubt you know what I'm saying no no question like he's hoping they go over there and pick up some Kentucky fans that live there and maybe just maybe there's like this really talented you know young player you know that that all of a sudden he Grows up knowing about UK and he wants to come to the United States. You know, kind of like Yao Ming came over from China and you know what I'm saying? i will like, go. It could even, be. A- yeah, I'll go. You one better Shaquille O'Neal. He grew up in Germany sure. because
1: his father was in the military. Dale Brown happened to be over there uh-huh. and did a basketball camp. Next thing you know. Shaq is born. Shaq is born and yeah. it, everything has been Shaqtastic since then. So and it's it's been amazing. You never know the opportunity when it comes.
0: Exactly. And then kind of lost in the whole shuffle of yesterday's London news, which was big, but I think equally as big are the next 2 years the Michigan Kentucky oh, no you know Question it's a 3 year deal Golly. so everyone's focused on on the London trip next year but the following year Kentucky's going to go to Ann Arbor and play and that'll be big and then the next year 2022 Michigan will come to Rupp Arena and there's a lot of fans who have been like uh, you know there's there aren't any good home games in Rupp Arena well so you're
1: going to get one well that's going to be that's <laughs> going to be one
0: now it's going to be 3 years away but that's going to be one 2022 so maybe this starts a pattern of other teams agreeing to do home and homes with kentucky mm-hmm. or kentucky agreeing to do home and homes with other teams however you want to look at it so that that to me is just as big as the london news in some ways
1: we're going to take your questions and comments if we have time we've got just a few minutes left but you know i, th- I found it very coincidental yesterday when the news came out it had been 49 years to the day huh. the last time michigan played against kentucky in the regular season they played in the 93 final four met again in 2014 in the elite eight but Yesterday, they're going to play in the regular season three times, and the last time was December 5th, 1970. Well, that's, cool. that's
0: interesting because they haven't set the exact date right. for it's the gonna London be in game. December. It's going to be early December, so why not do it December 5th and just do 50 years to <laughs> so the that'd day? That would be kind of cool. How about that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. High what school was, football. High school football.
0: Because we, we, we have somebody already asking. That. It's already been answered here, but what was the uh, score? of the uh, Pikeville football game. Yeah,
1: last count was 28 nothing Pikeville uh-huh. over Paintsville in the first half. They met a few months ago in the regular season it was 9 to 8 Pikeville going on the road to Memorial Stadium in Paintsville and winning. This one is on the verge of not just a blowout but it's on the verge of a running clock and th- I don't think anybody from Eastern Kentucky who knows mountain football saw this one coming. Pikeville mm-hmm. is loaded, no oh, yeah. question. They are one of, they are one of the top two teams east of Lexington. Three teams east of Lexington, and um, they are on a collision course with maybe another dynasty like they had in the late '80s. Chris McNamee was on that first state championship team. They lost last year. They won it a couple of years ago in Bowling Green. Man, it's it's yeah. that time of the year. Later and tonight, you got right.
0: Bell and Belfrey, right, right. two more Mountain teams that are going to literally slug it out at the yeah, line of scrimmage. And, and that one looks fun. I mean, the coaches and, and oh, I mean man. that. That looks like that's going to be, uh, I mean, that's going to be one for the mountains right there. Want 800, it? Dudley
1: Hilton and and uh, Dudley Hilton and Philip Haywood have 800, if my math's right, 851 wins between them. Yeah. And Dudley, if you remember, he lost four years. He had the mountain lead, the state lead over Haywood when he went to the University of Pikeville, stayed there four years, leaves after his son graduates. Sits out a year, takes over Taylor County. So, in many ways, he lost five and a half years. Sure enough, he's about 50 wins behind Philip Hayward. And Dudley's never lost his state championship. One in 91, one in 97, 91 with Bell, 97 Bourbon, one in 08 with Bell. Philip Hayward has won, what, God, five or six. They won four in a row. I mean, man, they... Yeah. Uh, This has got a lot of storylines
0: and we're going to have highlights by the way of both of those games tonight at 11 o'clock on on WKYT game time Uh, and then tomorrow we've got three other big ones and more storylines and and, and those involve some of the central Kentucky area teams with Frederick Douglass, Boyle County and uh, Somerset Yeah,
1: and and Douglas we ran it last night and you did the story and I ran it, but Brian Landis and Eddie Everston, uh-huh. college roommates, college teammates, won a national title together at Georgetown College, and now they're both undefeated. Somebody's going to win tomorrow. Yeah, a state championship. And for Brian Landis, if he was to win it, it would be his first for uh, Eddie. He's won. Uh, I think he won uh, at Covcath, obviously, but another one at Newport Central Catholic. So. Everything he does, he wins. And Landis has done a remarkable job in three years himself.
0: And Landis told me a funny story the other day when I talked to him about how both he and Eviston were actually recruited to Georgetown College as safeties. (laughs) And Landis ultimately beat Eviston out at the safety position. And then he became the quarterback. And, And so he says... He always tells Eddie that he needs to thank him for his quarterback stats because he beat him out at safety and allowed him to move to that position. So That's amazing. How and about that?
1: I'd rather have Everston at quarterback than Landis at quarterback. Absolutely. But I'll take Landis yeah. on the defensive yeah
0: and, and, what, and what Douglas has been able to do in three seasons is remarkable for any program. So that's – and then Boyle County, man, I mean, Chuck Smith has them rolling once yeah. again undefeated. They won the thing two years ago, lost in the semifinal round a year ago. And they've got Johnson Central, Brian – a team that's going to try to run it right at you. I've
1: always wondered,
0: how do you stop a steamroller? If it <laughs> rolls slow,
1: it still chews up the ground. Yeah. If it rolls fast, just get out of the way. And that's what Johnson Central has been for the majority of the last several years. This is their fifth straight state championship game, one and three. Uh, in the other in the other meetings, and then you've got Somerset, a team that's played more than a hundred years of football. And of all the teams that are playing this weekend, I will privately, but now openly tell you, I am rooting for Somerset.
0: <laughs> just between you and them. Just
1: right? hey, just like that Connie Chung thing. Just yeah. between you and me, you can right. tell me. But they have been playing football for more than hundred years. 0 and five in state championship games. Robbie Lucas has taken his team to the state championship game now twice. First one was 10 years ago. He's won uh, seven region championships in a decade. I just—it is their time. They've had some other things happen during the season with some friends of mine on the uh, team, coaches who lost loved ones. It's just that moment. The the stars have aligned. It seems like and it's, I just hope. Yeah. But they take on a Mayfield team that's won a dozen state championships themselves. So it is David versus Goliath in that aspect of title versus title. It's 12 against none. But let, let's hope for at least our sake.
0: Come on, summer and, and I, got heard, one I heard Robbie Lucas isn't going to shave that beard until they win a state title. Is that true? Or did, did I just make that up?
1: Robbie, man,
0: that I think is, I just uh, made that up. Let's, don't, hope, don't.
1: let's hope. I will bring the razor tonight.
0: Uh, or he tomorrow, to say that, I'll know? bring the
1: razor tomorrow about 4 p.m. And, th- and that'll that'll get it done
0: and then and then Sunday one other game to 6 a state yeah title you game. got
1: mail and, and, and trinity and when you think of those two names the best two programs in louisville but you go back to 2002 59 56 trinity beats mail there was only one turnover in the game that was on the last drive that mail had michael bush launches from about the 25 and it's intercepted at about the goal line i mean he went for it all and threw a 75-yard bomb, and it got picked off. Brian Brom went on to the NFL. Michael Bush went NFL. Yep. Considered the greatest game ever. It was the final game at Old Cardinal Stadium, which has now been destroyed. So, <laughs> you've got those two teams. Man, there are storylines, and maybe the RPI does work in this situation. Yeah. It gave us terrible regional championship yes, games, but it gave us some but really really gave good us, championship games. It gave us other. Uh, notable matchups on the backside of that so that's pretty cool don't forget about the volleyball Wildcats yes three-time SEC champion three in a row they are at home tonight against Semo. if they win they play northern Kentucky or Michigan and Craig Skinner I've thought of all of the coaches at Kentucky no matter the sport I thought Craig Skinner and Rachel Lawson have done the best job of anybody consistently building a program from almost nothing Yes. And taking them to deep runs in the
0: postseason. Absolutely. Mark Stoops gets a lot of credit for that for doing for football. But the way that those two coaches, you just mentioned, Skinner and and Lawson, took over their respective programs and brought them to where they are is unbelievable. First round of the NCAA volleyball tournament. So tonight, if you if you want to go over to Memorial Coliseum, that'd be a good place to to stay inside and stay warm and watch some (laughs) really good volleyball.
1: No doubt about it. We will be back here with you tonight at 11 o'clock, 1120 ish or so for game time. Until then, for Lee K. Howard, I'm Brian Milam. We will see you then.